clothes on and get ready for an amazing new episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of White Coats Podcast. Guys, we are already on season four, episode four. We've been doing this for almost six months and That's I could not insane. be prouder. I am so happy for us and I'm so happy for you guys if you guys have been enjoying the podcast. So today we are going to be doing mock medical and dental interviews. This so one's this a little se- scary guys, not gonna lie. We're, we are a little scared. This season is all about, you know, our mock career path. So we've talked about what we want to do and how to get into all the places but this is where it's at. This is the interview. This is where the pressure is. So each of us are gonna be giving each other three interview questions, and we are just gonna be fully transparent. We're just gonna say what comes to mind, and we haven't prepared at all. So this is what it's gonna be like. Yeah, like zero preparation. Yeah, this is what it's gonna be like for, if as if a high school, student took a medical interview and we're really just doing this to show you guys that you have to prepare and you have to be sociable and you have to be ready for whatever comes at you so let's get started Ariel you want to go first am I going to interview first sure okay let's do it yeah okay first I do want to say man I am I have a little butterflies but honestly this is good for us, you and I, Lauren, and for whoever's yeah. listening that, you know, it'll kind of give us a little um, insight into, okay, what what are our strong suits? Um, you know, what type of questions are being asked? Like, yeah. We have no idea what the other is going to ask us, yeah. you know? So this is completely, like, on the spot. So I'm really, I'm really interested to see how this goes. Okay, are you no, ready? Let's do it. I am Mrs. Ready. Bernstein, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this interview. <laughs> okay, okay. So, first up, Mrs. Renstein. Okay. I've, I have a question for you. My first question is, why would you be a good doctor? Why would I be a good doctor? I mean, I think I've had so many different experiences with so many different people that needed help with their mental health. Mm-hmm. So many different, like, including family, including friends. And I've just always been surrounded by people who need help and who want to be helped. And I was always that person that really wanted to help them. And mm-hmm. I was good at it, too. And so I really think after, like, a lot of these life experiences, I really can't choose anything else but to be a doctor, but to help people. That And that's why I think I would be a good doctor because this mm. is my passion and this is my aptitude. This is what I excel in. And I think if I study even more, I'll be able to help even more people. And also, I've always been taught to choose a career path that helps people. And I feel like medicine, something in the medical field, healthcare, is the peak of helping people. Really, this is yeah. changing people's lives, quality of life, as well as saving their lives. And I really, I know I have the maturity and I'm willing to take on the responsibility that comes with handling people's lives. I'm really good under pressure and 
you know, um, when someone is in panic or, or someone is struggling with a severe issue, I don't come at it emotionally. I come at it very logically and I know how mm-hmm. to solve problems under pressure. And I think that's such a big part of medicine. Wow. Okay. I know we were supposed to leave feedback for the end of the interview, but I just want to say you answered that really well, better than I could, for sure. Uh, You definitely exceeded my expectations on that one, so good job with that. Thank you so much. Okay. (laughs) Back to the interview. Okay. Let's compose. Okay. Mrs. Bernstein, thank you. I have another question for you. Okay. If you couldn't pursue medicine, what field would you pursue? I would definitely pursue psychology. I think there's a lot of overlaps between what I want to do in medicine and what I would want to do in psychology. In fact, I think becoming a psychiatrist, which is my goal in medicine, um, re- like there's just a lot of overlaps and a lot of ways that you know a psychologist and a psychiatrist communicate and help people and so I really think that that's another great you know way to go about it but ultimately there wouldn't be another path besides medicine that is Mm -hmm. the one ultimate goal that is why I'm doing this podcast that's why we have the club that's why I work hard in school that's why I do all the extracurriculars I do is to Mm -hmm. get to this place where I'm able to help people prescribe medication and save people's lives so Mm-hmm. I would pursue something in psychology, mm-hmm. but really medicine comes first and it's really the ultimate way to help people and make a difference on society and on the communities that I'm in. Wow, love that, love that. Okay, I think we're just going to give criticism, or not criticism, like feedback um, after each question, just so we can actually like really get into it. First, love the response i think it was really good that you had like the um, psychology aspect so you directly answered the question for me if you asked me this question i would have no idea what to say just to be completely honest um now that when you were answering i was like oh crap what would i say (laughs) so i don't know but i i think it's really good that you had that that's kind of like directly related to what you actually want to pursue which is psychiatry but then at the end you didn't finish the your answer without saying medicine is my ultimate thing so yeah you would have like quote-unquote like a backup but you know medicine is your number one you know so I think it's really really good that you kind of brought it back to that like you have something else but you know you have your goal you have your eye on the prize type of thing and you know what you want I think that was a really good way to answer the question yeah Okay, and last question, Mrs. Bernstein. Um, A little off-road from the medicine, just to get to know you a little bit better. How do you handle stress? So this is a difficult question because I think maybe last year I would have said, you know, everything has to be very logical and calculated. But I think I've learned even in the past few months, working on my own mental health and really taking a step back to see how I tackle problems, I think it's important to take into account emotions. And so I try to do a combination of logic and emotional processing, sort of. And so 
The first thing I do, like I said, is processing what's going on, right? Just really establishing all the key factors in whatever the issue is and also looking deeper. What are the core problems, right? Like a lot of people, for example, let's just say if there's an issue going on, they're saying, oh, I don't have enough money to afford what I want to afford or something. And they're very stressed right. about that. But maybe that's because deep down you have a very unhealthy relationship with money and you mm -hmm. have a core belief that you will never have enough money, you know? So I think it's really important to look at that. And then also, I always, always formulate and write down a plan, you know, a multiple step plan, making sure I know how to tackle whatever issue I'm struggling with. Mm -hmm. And really, when it comes to stress, it's normal and it's natural. So I try to be really accepting of that emotion and that state and it's normal. And also it can be quite beneficial even. It shows that whatever you're stressed about is something you're passionate about and it's something mm -hmm. that you wanna work on. So I try to use that stressed energy in a way that will benefit me and push me harder. So I'll mm -hmm. give um, an example. So. In school, next week, I have one to two tests every single day next week. Mm -hmm. And before, you know, maybe last year and the years before, I would really take that stress and say, oh my God, I'm so worried. Am I going to get an A on every single test? Is this going to drop my grades? And therefore, I would procrastinate. So, but this year, I'm trying to work on coming at it saying, I'm stressed. That means I'm passionate about school and I want to do well. And so therefore, I'm going to create positive energy out of it. I'm going to force it um, to make me work harder. So I think looking at stress in a both logical and emotional way is very beneficial. Formulating a plan to battle that stress and using it as positive energy is, a, is the way I handle stress. Love that response. I think that was a really, really good response. I like how you went into detail and you yeah. kind of had, I mean, of course, there's not one answer for this. First, it's different for everyone. And even for an, every individual, there's they don't handle stress the same way every single time. It's really good that you, yeah. you gave like a very in-depth answer. You kind of, you knew, you had like actual plan of how you handle stress and right which is really good because first this is in itself is a stressful situation in a way because you're like really getting being put on the spot and i think when i was doing my research on on medical questions that they ask i saw this question and i said you know what this is a really good question because schools want to know not only your relationship with medicine and why you want to be a doctor and all these great things right. but they want to know who you are as a person this is a really big aspect of who you are as a person because your whole uh, path leading up to medical school um is stressful getting into medical school is stressful and going through all this a residency this that the friends the social life balancing you know Right. Test, finals, all this stuff. This is super, super stressful. This is one of the most stressful fields you can get into. You I know? Agree. And so, I, I want to say, yeah, go for I it. know my, my, quest, my answering time is up, but I want to say recently I had a conversation with, with my mom and my brother at the dinner table. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, do I want to become a doctor? Right? Like, do I want to go into medicine? 
And, and the reason why I was asking that question was because I was actually doubting myself. I was saying, I was taking, I was going on this long journey of what ifs. What if I can't make it? What if I don't have the grade? What if I don't have the extracurriculars? And so I think, you know, this is such a stressful thing. But again, I'm really just trying to use that stress, that, you know, anxiety around will I be able to succeed to make me succeed, to push me and not doubt myself. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. It sounds like it's time for your interview questions. Yeah, I've been so... Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I'm just nervous. I've honestly, I've never watched any interview, mm-hmm. any interviews. I've never, like, this is the first time that I'm really doing any research on it. And all I did was find the questions that I asked you right now. Right. So Same I'm not expecting, I'm not I've expecting anything crazy. Yeah. So... I mean, I think it You okay. answered it really well. I'm I'm a little nervous to be honest. I'm I'm a little um hope let's see how good I am on the spot. I don't know how good I yeah. am, but you know we'll it's it's out. a practice. It's okay. It's okay. Right. It's always, you know, always something to improve on. I know I always have something to improve on. Um I was like sort of critiquing myself along the way during my question. So yeah. it's okay. Um and also this is something, you know, you still have another what is it? four years six four years yeah, until you're six. applying you know so so you have a lot of time to improve your skills along the way yeah so here's my first question tell me about a time when you acted unprofessionally so pick a real experience of you know unprofessionalism tell me about like you know any sort of reflections you've made about it and like what you learned and how you corrected that. Okay, that's a good question, Lauren. Thank so you. a time, a time I acted unprofessional. Um, I think that being in high school or transitioning to high school, it's yeah. it's all about not only transitioning in terms of like the education and of course like the going into the actual physical high school, but you have to mature along the way as well. A lot that goes into that is is um, maturity and professionalism. Uh, you have to deal a lot more with other with more students, faculty, teachers, um, things like that. So, I would say there's multiple times where I acted unprofessional. One mm-hmm. time was um, I took a test in I believe it was a math class, mm-hmm. and you know, I wasn't so happy with my results. I went into it. I was, I was happy. I was like, okay, I feel prepared. And then I got my test back a few days later and it was not at all what I expected. And I was naturally very frustrated, very upset. Uh, I didn't understand why and was very in my emotions. And, you know, I was, I was worried this was going to affect my grade. Now I'm not going to have a good grade. The semester is closing soon. What do I do? All these things. So I go to my teacher and I talked to her and I was a little unprofessional and I almost put the blame on her type of thing and was like, um, I, I don't believe this is the correct grade. May I, I think you correct, you graded this incorrectly. I spent like hours studying and 
more putting the blame on her than actually recognizing okay maybe it was me maybe i didn't study correctly let me review the test first see what i got wrong instead of just getting the grade back going to the teacher putting the blame on her and not accepting it for myself so definitely i acted unprofessional in that sense instead of you know schedule a meeting with her you know being much more professional and saying hey like can you please can, can we go over this together? Can we see uh, what exactly, what did I miss? How can I improve next time? Things along those those lines. Right. Um, so that was definitely unprofessional. And, you know, what I learned from that was you got to take responsibility for your actions and for what you do. And, you know, I did spend a lot of time studying, but I also learned, okay, maybe I didn't study correctly or you know, maybe I took too many breaks in the middle of studying and I thought I studied for a long time, but really mm-hmm. I didn't type of thing. Yeah. I, all the students yeah, go yeah. through that one. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. I didn't really take time to reflect. I kind of acted without kind of thinking what I was doing first, um, which, you know, came back to I got a little karma after that. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I learned from that. I learned that, you know, okay, you have to always take a step back and see why what's going on here mm-hmm. let let me not just act on my emotions but let's let me dive deeper into this and see what the real issue is so after that yeah. situation i definitely learned um i learned definitely i corrected my study habits and i also corrected myself in in the future when that happened again i knew that not to do that i knew let me take a step back let me you know be a little more professional speak a little nicer calm down a little before i you know go into anything and have that conversation yes that was that was a great answer very impressive for two reasons number one the fact that you came up with that situation on the spot um because that's very challenging (laughs) yeah that was a hard question (laughs) and um and also the fact that you were able to take a step back and reflect I think those are some of the best, smartest types of people. Someone we would want to work in medicine or in the dental field is someone who can make a mistake and say, you know what, I'm sorry, you know, and that actually happened before we record this podcast and it just shows your maturity. It shows your ability to reflect and it shows that you're not this person who's unwilling to change you're not stubborn you're you're a person who's into growth and that is so valuable and i really really love that answer thank you i I appreciate that yeah so another another question this one's uh this one's this was interesting similar to my first question why should we choose you over the other applicants what are you bringing to the table you know give me a list of traits Okay, I definitely may. So, first of all, (laughs) first of all, accepting me into your dental school will be absolute no regret. Um, Not only do I bring passion, I bring drive. I I love what I do and what I want to get into. I have a big passion for that. I love working with other people and I always see room for improvement and room to grow and learn and you know, have a have a two-way type of learning. I mean, there's some things right. that I can bring to the table and there's a lot more things that I can learn. And I love to learn, I love to grow. 
and I think that this school would be the best place for me to become the best doctor that I can be, that I can give back to my community, and that I can really make a change in the world and and help each patient at a time and really, really make that impact that I want to. Um, and of course, get the best education. Um, but I think that um, me being a student in this school, in this program, um, will not only benefit me, but it'll benefit the people around me. I'm very social. I love to connect with other people. Um, I would have an amazing time working with other students, working with teachers and mentors, uh, potentially doing some research here, um, things like that. So I think that not only is it going to benefit me um, and, you know, of course, get an excellent education, but it's a great area for me to you know, connect with other people. Uh, I'm a very likable person and I love to listen before I speak. And I love to always hear what other people have to say, love to connect with them and build connections in the future. And, you know, really work and build great friendships, great relationships with teachers, with mentors, with my peers. Um, So I definitely don't think that accepting me is gonna be a regret. I think that it'll be one of the best decisions. and I have a lot to contribute to the program. Um, I do want to bring all the knowledge that I have, my previous knowledge uh, that I've learned from other uh, mentors, other doctors, uh, other teachers, and of course, other peers, and bring um, kind of my own insight into it. So, you know, it could really be a full learning environment where it's not just a one-way type of thing, but we each can learn from each other. Right, okay. I, I don't want to be negative, but I'm going to give some... Don't some be negative. Sh- I mean, I mean don't don't be... Um, why did I say... Don't be nice. <laughs> don't be nice. Um, That's what I meant to say. Okay. Um, I think it was a very well-said answer. 100%. It was very well-said. There was no part where I was like, um, why is she saying that? It was... The only thing that I would say is I wish you had provided a lot of different reasons why you are... Um, better or a very unique applicant like you said you said I have a lot of sides to me um but I didn't explain them you didn't explain them and um the what but the one you did explain which was being um social and sort of a desire to make a positive impact on the community not just not just um you know go there to learn but actually to connect I think that that was a great thing but I think I mean knowing you there's a lot of things that I think is different about you right number one you've seen dentistry from all sides from your parents from from you know actually being in the office and working in the office and I think a lot of people you know shadow for a couple months or or you know talk to a dentist one time but you've seen all sides of it and you've lived with it and you really really found a passion I think that's really cool that's something that you totally could have talked about Um, yeah very true I was a little like no you're completely right and it was it took me like a a second to kind of think of what to say on that one the first one came a little more natural so now I know I never really I guess sat down and thought about hmm what are like my positive traits you know, right. yeah, yeah. naturally, like we don't usually do that. So 
Definitely, I like that critique because even when I was in the middle of like talking, I was like, okay, let me think, let me think. And only after I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot to say this, this, this. Like I have a lot right. more things to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, that, that's good to know because I definitely could have went into yeah. like different, you're right, like I did shadow a lot. I, I, I could definitely talk about different sides of dentistry that I've been exposed to, things like that, so... Yeah. I'll save that one for um, next time. <laughs> yeah, that's the difficult thing about interviews is sometimes you have a good question and sometimes the question isn't your best, which by the way, it was still a great answer. And you still came up with the answer very quickly. There was no period mm-hmm. of waiting where I'm like, what you doing? It yeah. was very quick. Um, but yeah, I think, and something to learn like for the listeners is think about your positive traits. Think about what you bring and think about what you can bring try yeah. to be that applicant that's different that's yeah i also want to say not mm-hmm. only think about what you can bring but think about your weaknesses think about totally uh, so what you lack because people want to know that people want to say and it's really important because when you know what you lack and what you're kind of you know you know your strong suits but you also know your weaknesses it shows a lot about you as a person because you know you know the places, the fields you need to improve in and you know what you need to focus on. And you're not just, yeah, I'm great. I'm the best person. I'm, you know, everyone has things to improve on and owning up to it and knowing that shows so much maturity and shows that you know a lot about yourself and you have goals and things you want to achieve. So that's definitely something to think about as well. I totally agree. Um, Speaking on that, I had to do a questionnaire for, well, we both did, for college counseling and one of the questions was was what's something that you want to learn about yeah and i said i said older music because i don't know a lot of older music and i have such a passion for music and instead of saying hmm maybe like at some point i could look into it or yeah music is a cool thing that i want to look into i said um after reflecting on this i will 100 percent be diving into new music right and that, that already just in that answer shows that i'm not just answering this question you know and that question could be what don't you know about what do you want to learn more about what are your weaknesses mm-hmm. you have to turn it around and say after reflecting on that i will excel in that i will learn exactly that exactly definitely it shows that you can you you know what you want you could put your mind to something and you can actually take action on it because there's a big difference between knowing something and then actually taking action on it that's the hardest thing that a lot of people don't do um so that's something that really differentiates you and i also really like the fact that when you answer that question you know Mm -hmm. It's not related to what you want to do. You you didn't you could have right. said, oh yeah, I want to learn more about the brain. I'm really interested in it. You know, like right. all these emotions, all these things. I want to learn more about it. But you, it shows that you have kind of a life, your own goals, your own like your your own person Outside. separated from school. Totally. Which school is 100 percent super super important. Not taking anything away from that, but. You have your own life, your own goals, your own interests outside of just, I want to do this 100%. You know, it shows that you're very well-rounded. So it's really important that I I really like that you answered it in that way. Yeah, thank you. And also, Mm -hmm. just another really quick example, now that we're on that topic, is throughout the questionnaire, I was asked, what sort of career do you want? What sort of this? How are you preparing? What are your academics looking like? And at first, when I was answering these questions, I wrote... 
you know, I wrote, I want to pursue a career in medicine or mm-hmm. I will be. And I turned that rhetoric around. I said, I am pursuing that. That's something I am actively doing. It's something right. that I'm passionate about right now, not yeah. for the future, not in college, not in medical school in the future, but right now. And I will be until I get there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that's that. A, that's a, a, a little insight into <laughs> my college counseling questionnaire, but like it so here's the last question and this is this is an interesting one and there is no one correct answer this is how you want to interpret it okay um, i'm stressed it, it'll hit just, me with it it'll just really show the sort of unique impact you want to make on okay. the dental dental field so okay. here's your question are you ready miss napier born ready <laughs> What is the biggest problem facing medicine, or in this case, dentistry? What is the biggest problem? Problem facing dentistry, yeah. Okay. You know what? It's a really good question because there's there's always things to improve. There's always problems that can come up along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've, that I've really noticed, being exposed to the field in, in the different ways that I've that I have been, um, looking at it from a business standpoint, look at it from a shadowing and just a learning standpoint, um, Look, just looking at the field as a whole. I think one big problem is there's so many people that need help, that need assistance, and don't have the access to it. They don't have the resources. Either they don't have the money or they can't get themselves to a, a dental office. They don't know where to go. They They don't have the proper anything they, they don't have the proper knowledge they don't they don't have the tests the scans the, the resources the resources there's just so many resources that people could and do lack um and i think that as a doctor you're trained to you have a problem you got to fix it you know you want to help other people all you want to do is help but the interesting thing is that there's two sides to it you know, there's always things and room for improvement. And, you know, some patient can come into your office and you really, really want to help them, but they don't have the money to pay for the treatment. That's a problem not only for the patient, but the doctor as well, because the doctor wants to help. But if they do this for free, or if they help so many different people for free, that could also hurt them in the future right because they have different they have doctors they need to pay they have to pay for supplies all these things that would take away from them being able to help so many more people so it's not only looking at it it's 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 sad because someone could come in and they can't they can't get treatment and the doctor can't always help them for free all the time every single doctor so that's the sad thing is that there's is it's the resources and the finances are you know, getting dental treatment is expensive. Not everyone could afford right. it. That's just the truth. You know, some are more cosmetic, but a lot of it is not. Some, A lot of it is restoration, things like that. If you don't have teeth or, you know, you can't chew, you can't do all these things. Mm-hmm. Now, it, that's really sad for the patient because they won't be able to get the treatment done. But also looking at it from a doctor's standpoint, it also hurts the doctor as well because, you know, they want to help. They want to. That That's why they came into the field. So it's sad that, you know, not only the patient can't get the treatment, but the doctor may not always be able to help the patient. So 
you know right. it goes both ways of course the patient is the is always comes first they're the ones that need help but it's it's really sad when someone comes to you with help and you're not able to provide it for them that's right. also something that's that's a big issue i think that outside of dentistry and things and anything in general when when someone is coming to you for help and you're unable to for whatever reason you know that hurts that's you want to be able to and especially in dentistry it's it's a health it's in the healthcare field it's all revolving around helping other people so you want to always help everyone but you know you can't always do that and i think that's a big issue is not everyone has access to insurance not everyone has money not everyone is able to even go to the dental office i think that's a really big issue because there's so many people that need help and there's so many doctors that are that want to help um but not everyone is is able to get help and i think that's something that is is a problem in the field interesting answer so i have a follow-up question yeah and that's are are you planning on making a difference in that way like what yeah do you have any like solutions or ways that you're going to change that problem or at least make an effort to fix it yeah great question so i think one of the main reasons the main reason that i i'm going into this field is i really want to help people i really just i have that passion and you know something really interesting that i always think about when people ask me you know what made you go into this field is i have one example i was shadowing over the summer there was a patient that came into the office and he barely had any teeth i'm talking about maybe you know three teeth um very very difficult to eat and chew almost impossible um not only that but very very low self-esteem doesn't want to smile doesn't want to leave the house doesn't want to talk and rightfully so i mean you know that's something that makes a big impact in your life and seeing the patient go from low self-esteem low quality of life in terms of food eating and things like that and then seeing a full 180 flip into non-stop smiling eating whatever they want talking and being happy always in a good mood wanting to show off their perfect smile was really really something that was like wow you know it really really opened my eyes and i'm like this is amazing this person was not only helped, you know, specifically with their teeth, they're able to chew and things like that, but look how happy they are. They're, they're just so ecstatic that they can't stop smiling. That's something that really, really drove me into the field. And I want to do that for as many people as I can. I want to be able to travel and go to into different countries that aren't that aren't able to afford these things and and help and do the service for free because everyone deserves to feel that way everyone deserves to want to smile be able to eat whatever food that they want be able to have that high self-esteem not worry about not being shy and you know not really opening their mouth things like that everyone deserves to feel that way and one thing that I really want to do and make an impact is travel, do go to different countries that are less fortunate and give my service, give my knowledge and be able to help them, you know, one patient at a time, but every, every, it makes an impact, you know, you have to start one by one. And I, I really want to do that. It's something that I'm, I've really been thinking about and 
that I will do in, in the future. I love that. That was, it was a long answer, but it, yeah, was, it was long necessary. <laughs> it was necessary. Yeah. I liked how you gave that example and your experience. I wish you had gone a little bit more into depth on, you know, maybe ha- what way you would go about going into these other countries. But yeah. you said it and you answered my question. And that was, that was really great. I liked your answer. Yeah. My um, thing with that is that it was a little long so I didn't want to like keep rambling on about like what exactly specifically I would be doing I guess I I should have like shortened the other part to to explain more and answer the question but the first part wasn't a direct response to the question in my or what do you think but I kind of went into stirred off into that direction because I wanted to show that um why exactly I would want to do that because there's so many different ways that you could help and make an impact. But why would, you know, I kind of wanted to say that story to show like the deeper meaning behind it. But I want your feedback and see, okay, was that necessary? Was it not? You could have shortened it, things like that. What do you think? I feel like, um, I think overall the answer to what is the biggest problem facing medicine, that overall question was Mm -hmm. just a long answer. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like it could have just improved overall. And I feel like it could be valuable to just anytime you're given a question, automatically sort of incorporate some sort of a reflection in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, I think you could have benefited from, you know, you were talking for maybe five-ish, I don't know, seven minutes. I don't remember. Seven? Yes. No, it wasn't that long. It was that long. Um, And so I feel like, you could no, have, no, 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 there's no way. It was, it was. So I feel like you could have started <laughs> at, um, you know, done a couple of minutes on what the biggest problem is and then done mm-hmm. one or two minutes on how you're going to make the change. And then maybe if you, if you wanted to, and I think it was a valuable part of your answer, you know, spend a minute on that Reflection. Thing. So I feel like Okay. It could have been helpful for you, number one, to just shorten your overall answer. I think if um, if my question about how you're going to make a change is was one full question, then that was a great answer. But it was like kind of a two-part question. Yeah, yeah. So if you had incorporated the reflection, then it would have been perfect okay. like in the first one. But yeah, yeah I, I like the example. The of course. I like the example. I think it gave great context. And also it helped me understand you as a person. What are your goals? Do you want to make an impact or do you want to like sit back and relax and just kind of, you know, do things, you know? And also like, I think think that also I, sorry to interrupt you. I think that also I kind of wanted to subconsciously like bring that example and that reflection into it with the patient Mm -hmm. Um, was because in the previous question, I didn't explain myself well right. enough. So I kind of wanted to compensate that in this, like, in this answer. Yeah, I was so going to say, I'm thinking I think about it. I was going to say, it made you a more full person. Yeah. Right? It gave me a bigger picture on what you value and your experiences. And I was going to say, because you didn't provide that example in the last question, it was great that you incorporate it into this one. Yeah. Um, so I really, really like that. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Those are my only critiques. But overall, Thank very you. well said. 
um, as I said, like you got, I got to understand you as a person and what are your goals and the mm-hmm. impact you're going to make. So I like that. Wow. That was nerve wracking. Not going to lie. I know it was difficult. Do you know how many questions they ask in an interview? I'm not sure. I believe, um, I don't know. I, I believe I an interview that. can be around 30 minutes. Don't quote right. me on it. It like, like it's not I think like it a five minute that. interview, but it's like, you know, a good amount of time. So maybe right. they ask like five questions, six questions. Okay. Also, yeah, it I, makes sense. I think really, um, you know, it's just about how you're answering. And if you're answering really short, they're going to want to get more out of you, you know? Right. And so they might ask more. Also, an interesting thing I've heard, and then we can wrap up, is I saw a video on Instagram, I believe. And this woman said, what is the most asked, like, this question, what is the most important question that you experience in your medical or dental interviews? Mm-hmm. And the question is, how are you? So before you sit down with your interviewer, they always ask you, how are you? What's going on in your life? And rather than saying good, switch it up. Say, you know, I'm stressed, but I'm working on it and I'm so ready to tackle this interview. You know, something like that, where I'm sure every single interviewer says, oh, I'm good. How are you? You know, so change it up. Make yourself stand out. Exactly. Exactly. I thought that was really cool. Exactly. You know, I was actually, now that you said that, I was listening to a podcast a while back about um, these three dental students that are in school and they were talking about their interview. And um, the guy, one one of the students, funny story actually, was, was really, really nervous. He comes in and they are, he comes in about five minutes early mm-hmm. and he goes and um, the there was like a receptionist, I guess, outside that was saying, yeah, the interviews will be ready for you shortly. And there's about one minute, it comes down to one minute before his interview, and he's really, really needs to go to the restroom. And he's like, do I go now? Do I wait until after? I don't want to have to leave in the middle of the interview. What do I do? Super, super stressed, naturally. And the the lady said the receptionist was like you know what i would just wait don't go and he's like i'm sorry i really need to run just tell them i was in the restroom please run to the restrooms comes back the doctors are there waiting for him with the door open not looking happy you know the interview's running late he comes in apologizes so sorry for being late and they ask him how are you how's everything and he kind of makes a little joke about it he's like i'm, I'm sorry you know how to use the restroom had a whatever before this like whatever something like makes makes a little joke ends up talking about the interviewer ends up talking to him about the man's socks because he's wearing some dress socks that were really cool that he really liked so they got a little sidetracked from the interview before they started but because he kind of you know wasn't super stiff about it he made a joke about it it kind of eased up their their um themselves like right how do you say it you know what i mean like yeah he made it he made smoothly the transition exactly made light of it and you know that was that and it wasn't like they didn't go into interview oh this man was late it's already off to a bad start you know he kind of turned it around solver he's positive exactly exactly Mm -hmm. and that really really like changed his interview and they told him after you know what uh, I love how you made light of that. They were like super honest with him, and he ended up getting in, of course, to the school. That is a great story. That's really great. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like it's always important that, you know, you may be faced with something that's a setback, but it's all how you go about it, how you, you know, act. Yeah. And then you can always turn it around and, you know, make it to your benefit. That made him stand out. Right. And add a little personality. If you're a little exactly. goofy or you're, exactly. or you're like really energetic, bring that energy to the table. Like, yeah, I I love seeing people like whenever I'm meeting them for the first time, being like, "Hey, Lauren, how are you? How's it going? Um, what are, what do you think about this?" And it's like so um, infectious, sort of that energy, yeah. that positivity. Bring that. Yeah. that's so valuable. Exactly, and it makes the person feel like they've known you forever. Like, Ooh, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Even if it's not like, you know, it's not good. How are you? Type thing, but like. You you give them a little insight into into your life. They, the whole point of the interview is for them to get to know you. So it's important to get to know you on all levels, not just yeah, I'm a great student, but like yeah, I'm Arielle. Like this is who I am as a person. I want to share that with you. If you come in with that attitude, you'll have a really really great interview. Yeah, totally. Okay, guys, so thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We're going to wrap it up today. It was nerve-wracking, not going to lie. I think both of us had yeah. some butterflies, but I think it was a really, really good episode. Uh, we really hope you guys listen, take away um, these questions, these critiques, uh, the advice that we had for each other. And, yeah, um, yeah stay tuned for the next episode. The season is going to be crazy. Don't miss good. out. This is going to be insane. So don't miss out. Hope you have a great day. And we will see you on the next one. See ya.